0: Hey guys and welcome to the Dog Speak Podcast. I'm Nikki Ivey, your host. I am thrilled that you are joining me to talk puppies, dog training, real life manners, and more. Be sure to check out our Facebook page as well as our website at dogspeak101.com. Hey guys, welcome to the new mini podcast. Today I want to I just want to touch on dog food nutrition. I want to do a bigger podcast for this, but it's gonna take me actually putting together some notes whereas a lot of you know I like to fly by the seat of my pants, which is how most of these podcasts come about uh, so today I just want to touch on it because I'm seeing it as a real issue across the board uh, when talking to people about food and uh, treats and those type things and and here's a real issue that's come up is the FDA warnings about grain-free food and I do want to touch on that just a little bit because I don't want to get too involved in it right now but I do want to touch on it because I think it is important. So let's talk about food in general. Um, I'm a big believer that uh, we should feed dogs a minimum of two times a day. Three is fine uh, but twice a day is really good and there's a couple of reasons for that. One, I want to use food to my advantage to teach dogs that they need to count on me for things. And food, uh, it's a life-sustaining resource. So if I control that food, that helps me to uh, communicate to the dogs that I'm pretty important. That I'm not just all hands and rubby and rub their bellies and rub their heads and give them kisses and let them outside. But that they have to count on me for that life-sustaining resource. I can also use that food to train and use that food during the day or even at feeding time to teach behaviors and that's very um, it's very easy to use because it's something you have to do anyway you have to feed them anyway so if you can use that as a training exercise even better if we free feed uh, basically dogs will just eat when they want and they really don't have to depend on you for a whole lot let's be real they don't know that you go to work every day to pay for that food And that you're the reason why that bowl is full. Um, So, you know, putting it on a schedule is important. And when I say schedule, I just mean twice a day. I I don't care if it's the same time. I actually prefer that it not be the same time. The only thing I want my dog to know is that when I feed you, there are certain expectations I have. um, But not that, oh, you're going to be fed at 5 o'clock every day. Because let's be real, life does not allow that to necessarily happen every day. So... We definitely want to use that food as an advantage to training dogs and teaching them that we are important. Also if we have food that we feed on a schedule uh, that we feed twice a day then we will know how our dog feels about the food. If the dog is not eating on a regular basis then that's going to tell us a few things. One it could be telling us that the dog is ill that the dog is sick, he doesn't feel good, and that will be your first sign that there's something going on with the dog. Therefore we can capture um, any type of illness before it um, grows into something really dangerous. Also it can tell us that a dog doesn't like the food that you are feeding or that the food just doesn't make them feel good, not necessarily that they're getting an illness from it but they just have a sensitivity or intolerance to it maybe it's causing gas or bloated belly maybe it's causing um, some anxiety you know I've got one dog who certain things she would eat would cause her to pace and she would just pace around in circles and I think a lot of it was because her stomach hurt and it was bloated and uh, it was uncomfortable to lay down she would have gas on a regular basis And so I knew that there was something with the food. Now, she was going to eat it regardless. Uh, She loves food, so she was going to eat regardless. But just because she would eat it doesn't mean it was the best food for her or the healthiest food for her. I mean, let's face it. We are always eating food that is not the healthiest for us. And sometimes we eat food knowing that we're not going to feel great later, but the food is so good We just can't stop ourselves. And so, you know, dogs will uh, sometimes still eat, but still not feel great about the food, or maybe not even like it that much, but they're just hungry, and they want to eat. So it's important that we find a food that makes a dog feel good, and that they will eat when the food is put down, and that they not only eat well, but they feel good afterwards, that they're showing normal behavior afterwards, that they're not running you out of the house with gas, that they are um, vibrant and their skin looks good and they're you know they're not lethargic but they actually do enjoy the whole process and feel good overall. Now a lot of people will tell me well my dog is just picky or my dog is not food motivated. All right, let's be real food life-sustaining resource. Every dog is food motivated because that means life. Now just because the food the dog excuse me is food motivated doesn't mean he's going to be motivated for the type of food that you have. doesn't mean he's going to be motivated for the dog treats that you feed that are probably not as healthy as the cardboard box they came in. So you have to ask yourself, is my dog really just picky or does he just not like what I'm offering him? So that's the first thing you need to look at because every dog is food motivated. Now, it's just like, you know, every human is money motivated. Let's face it. But there are some people that are motivated to do something for five dollars where others wouldn't do that same thing for less than 20. You have to you know ask yourself how motivated are you now I like money I'm not sure I know anybody who doesn't but I'm not going to go out here and run a mile for ten dollars because why I hate running now I like to work out and I like being athletic but I hate running I hate just getting out to run just to run And if somebody said Nikki I'll give you $10 to go run a mile. You can forget it. It's not going to happen. There are other things I can do for $10. If somebody said Nikki I'm going to give you $100 if you run a mile. Now I'm going to think about a little bit because I can probably run a mile in 10 to 12 minutes making $100. That might be worth it. You tell me you're going to give me $500. I'm not even thinking about it. I'm putting on my shoes and I'm running. So you really have to think about is it worth it to your dog to work for whatever it is that you are providing for them? So you need to find a food that the dog truly likes, that the, do, that the dog just dances for and will work for it. If the dog will not work for it, then you've got the wrong food. And that could be because he doesn't like it or doesn't make him feel good. So how do we fix this? Um, first, you need to ask yourself, does my dog not like the food because he just doesn't like the taste of it? or is it because he has an intolerance or sensitivity to it? Well to know that you need to look at the behavior after he eats. Is he licking his paws a lot after he eats? Does he pace? Is he restless? Does he have gas on a regular basis? Does he burp? Does he throw up in his mouth? Does he throw up in general? Most of the time when this happens on a regular basis many people think that their dogs have a GI issue. Well yeah they might have a GI issue but it's not a GI issue that is something they were born with but it's being caused by the ingredients in the food. So if your dog is having some problems with food and having some GI upset or other issues such as skin, ears, itchy, licking their paws a lot then we need to make sure that we are are looking at the ingredients. The first thing you can do is simply change the protein and that would be the first step is just change the protein obviously you need to keep a list of what your dog is eating so if i am feeding a brand of food that chicken is the main protein and my dog is having a problem i if i go with the same brand but feed then duck i'm not sure if the problem is going to be the duck or is it going to be the other ingredients in the food if the dog continues having problems then Maybe it's not the duck. Maybe it's the other ingredients that are the same that were in the chicken. So this can be a little bit of a pain. My recommendation is instead of spending all that money on different food and trying to guess what your dog has a problem to, I recommend, and I recommend this to my clients a lot, I recommend doing a saliva test, which can help you to understand what your dog has a sensitivity to and intolerance to. Um, I spent too many years not doing it for my dog and I regret it. They tested 24 major food groups and, and foods for her and she was intolerant to some degree to 20 of them. So no wonder she wasn't feeling very good. So we had to find a food that matched her body and something that she liked. But luckily she pretty much liked everything. So I recommend the saliva test because the saliva test can really break it down for you. Um... To me, and I'm not a veterinarian, but to me, um, it's easier than a blood test. It's easier than obviously doing food trials, um, and it's a lot faster. Um, It's about $300. You can get it through Dr. Dodd's website of NutraScan.org. And I believe it's .org. I should probably double check that. I just type it in so many times. Um, NutraScan, if you just search NutraScan you'll be able to locate it. And it's basically a test that you purchase online. They will mail it to you. It's a toy that your dog will chew on to get saliva on it. You'll send it back and then a couple weeks they'll give you a report on what your dog is having issues with. Um, I have a client who we finally recommended you need to do the saliva test for your dog because he's having all kinds of problems and he's getting allergy pills in the morning, he's getting allergy pills at night. But if we're giving allergy pills and we don't really know what he's truly allergic to, it's not really going to do a whole lot of good, especially if it's a food allergy. So when she gives him this food allergy pill, excuse me, this allergy pill, she puts it in peanut butter. Well, after the saliva test, come to find out he's allergic to peanuts. So that was not doing a whole lot of good. So I really recommend to go ahead and do this because, let's face it, we can spend 300 bucks really fast on food and... Um, I would rather just go ahead and know so I highly recommend it just look up NutraScan you can look up Dr. Jean Dodds that's with a J and do a little research on it for yourself and find what's going to work best for your dog all right and when it comes to using treats you want to stay away from treats that are grain based most of your hard treats are basically just made full of flour and there's not a whole lot of flavor you know the peanut butter flavor yes there's a little peanut butter flavor but they're just really not that great of treats. My recommendation for treats is either using things that you have already in your home. Carrots, broccoli, um, tomatoes. My puppy loves cherry tomatoes. So we use that as a treat. That's her big treat. When I'm using training treats I'm using high protein treats. Different flavors, uh, different textures, easy to break up. I always want something that's easy to break up. And my high protein treats need to be of limited ingredients. Uh, For example, I use one treat by Nature's Logic that is beef lung, dehydrated beef lung, and the ingredient in that is beef lung. And the dogs love it and it's easy to use, easy to break up, and it gives me a variety. And I always want to have a variety of treats whenever I am working with the dogs because if they always know what they're working for it can get boring and old really fast. So four to five training treats, different flavors, very important to have if you're doing training with your dog. Now let's talk about changing the food. When you do change a food you always want to make sure you give it about 30 days to allow your dog's body to detox from whatever was causing problems before. Um, normally a lot of times dogs will start to eat a new food and they love it and they inhale it for a couple of days and then all of a sudden they don't feel good or they have a little diarrhea and the human typically thinks it's because of the new food. Well in a way it is because of the new food uh, because the new food is going to be pushing the old food out and if there are an ingredients in the old food that makes the dog not feel well then the dog is going to have to shed all of that and that's where the detox comes in so typically they'll go a couple days and not feel good and then they'll get back on track for eating you're welcome to mix it slowly just know that if you're mixing food together to change over and there is something that's causing your dog not to feel well your dog's still going to detox the symptoms won't be so bad but you're still putting the toxins in so it's actually going to take longer Um, I like to make the change as quickly as possible And, you know, for us, we have a little different schedule where usually somebody is home and easy to be home. Uh, When we do things like switching food, uh, we just switch it over. And if you have a dog who's healthy and has a healthy gut, you should be able to switch foods without a problem unless there's an ingredient that needs to be shedded um, from the body. So keep that in mind um, as you're changing over food. Always give it about 30 days. And just know when you change food... Um, You're not just changing the protein, but sometimes the ingredients are different. Sometimes the ingredients are not different. Sometimes the protein is the only thing that has changed. Um, And your dog, it may not be a protein that your dog has an issue with. So keep that in mind, and that's where the NutraScan really comes in handy to figure that out. Now I'm just going to touch for just a quick second on the FDA warning. Um, I really like some responses from uh, several different veterinarians out there um, especially some veterinarians that specialize in nutrition there's just not enough research at this time to really know what is causing the issue the reason they say grain-free is because a lot of the grain-free foods have more lentils um, than non-grain-free foods so it's not necessarily the grain-free food it could just be the amount of lentils that are in the food which is why we need more research now I get that the warning is out because of what they are seeing um, but they're putting a fear in everyone they're saying that um, let's take the the number two food that they said is an issue is signature now we personally feed signature so the problem with telling me that signature is the number two food listed for dogs that have, Um, been eating this with this heart uh, issue you're not telling me what form of signature you're not telling me which um, recipe of signature and that's an issue when you just throw out um, the the brand name and you're not putting any type of specifics to it then we're just causing just fear across the board and that's causing a lot of people to go and buy food That is really not that healthy Um, and it's something that you know a lot of veterinarians are recommending these foods that I personally don't agree with. Um, I'm not a veterinarian. I do study nutrition um, and I do learn as much as I can about it because it really does affect behavior in dogs Um, and let's face it if you don't feel good you're not going to act well. So nutrition is huge for me. It's huge for my body and it's huge for my dogs and so I want to make sure that I'm getting all the information before I jump on that bandwagon. One of the best websites that you can check out is dogfoodadvisor.com. They will show you the different foods on the market and there are tons of food on this list, canned and dry, and they will rate it for you and they'll tell you kind of what the problem is with an ingredient. Or the food itself and they will give you stars so it will help you to make a better informed decision instead of just going off of what the media tells you or what your veterinarian is telling you unfortunately a lot of veterinarians get very minimal work in nutrition and they're really just going with um, the nutrition that um, they've been told about or the food that they've been told about so you really want to do your own research. And, you know, keep in mind that that dealing with nutrition for humans, we wouldn't go to our general practitioner and talk about nutrition. You, you can't get deep in detail with your GP on nutrition because that's not their specialty. And, you know, if you're truly having problems with nutrition, you go to a nutritionist because that's their specialty. So really find your, you know, find some education that you can take to educate yourself talk to your veterinarian to find out what their level of education is on nutrition or find a nutritionist in your area who specializes in it so that you can really get informed and in the meantime dogfoodadvisor.com is a really great way to get an idea about food and what will work best and you know it doesn't matter how much you spend on a food know that the less money you spend on it probably the junkier it is um, let's face it a 20 pound bag of food for six dollars is not going to be of good ingredients but it it doesn't matter if you're spending hundred dollars on a 20 pound bag if the ingredients are not working with your dog's system it's not a good food for your dog so check that out first to make sure that um, your dog is feeling good with food because they're not naturally picky If they're picky it's because they don't feel good or they just don't like what you've been feeding them. So check that um, dogfoodadvisor.com out if you need the Nutriscan, go and do it. It's the best $300 you could spend if you're having problems with your dog and make sure your dog likes your food and make sure you're using that food on a regular basis to train your dog and teach your dog that you control good things. Um, and that can make a huge difference in your dog's life if you can get that food situation figured out. All right that's all we got for today. Um, If you guys have questions feel free to shoot me an email. Um, You know if there are any veterinarians listening out there um, I don't mean to call you out. Um, I just know with my experience of veterinarians and working in the field. um, I used to work at a clinic. There's not a lot of education on food and you really have to go outside of it. It's just like a lot of veterinarians, they can't do the hip surgery on your dog. You have to go to a specialist, and nutrition is no different. So keep that in mind, guys, and um, do what you have to do to make sure that your dog is satisfied, your dog is happy, and your dog feels good. All right, guys, have a great weekend, and I will talk to you next week.